chapter thirteen of the chief legatee by anna catherine green this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva chapter thirteen where the mill stream runs fiercest two o'clock three o'clock two men were talking below their breaths in the otherwise empty office that air millstream never gives up anything it has once caught muttered one into the ear of the other it's swift as fate and in certain places deep as hell dutch jan's body was five months at the bottom of it before it came up at clark's pool the man beside him shivered and his hand roamed nervously towards his breast did jan the dutchman you speak of fall in by accident or did he throw himself over from homesickness or some such cause well we don't say on account of his old mother you know we don't say it was called accident the other man rose and walked restlessly to the window half the town is up he muttered the lanterns go by like fireflies poor ransom it's a hopeless job i fear and again his hand wandered to that breast pocket where the edge of a document could be seen i have half a mind to go out myself anything is better than sitting here but he sat down just the same mr harper was no longer a young man the storm's baiting observed the one but not the cold throw on a stick i'm freezing the other man obeyed then looking up stared a girl stood before them in the doorway anitra with cheeks ablaze and eyes burning her travelling dress flapping damp about her heels and on her head the red shawl she preferred to any hat behind her shoulder peered the anxious face of mrs dio i'm going out cried the former in the loud and unmodulated voice of the deaf he don't come back he don't come back i'm going to see why the lawyer rose and bowed then resolutely shook his head he did not know whether she had appealed to him or not she had not looked at him had not looked at any one but he felt that he must protest i beg you not to do so he began i really beg you to remain here and wait with me you can do no good and the result may be dangerous but he knew he was talking to deaf ears even before the landlady murmured she doesn't hear a word i've talked and talked to her i've used every sign and motion i could think of but it's done no good she would dress and she will go out you'll see the next minute her prophecy came true the wild thing with a quick whirl of her lithe body was at the front door and in another instant had flashed through it and was gone it is my duty to follow her said the lawyer help me on with my coat i'll find someone to guide me here's a lantern excuse me for not going with you pleaded mrs dio but someone must watch the house the new yorker nodded took the lantern offered him and went stoically out he met a man on the walk in front he was faced his way and was panting heavily hello said he what news they haven't found her but there's no doubt she went over the fall the fellow who calls himself her husband has just been reading a letter they say she left on her bureau for him it was a good-bye i reckon for you can't tear him from the spot he says he'll stay there till daylight 
i couldn't stand the sight of his misery myself besides it's mortal cold i've just been running to get warm who was the girl who just went scurrying by out of here it's no place for women down there one lost gal is enough that's what i think muttered the lawyer hurrying on he was not a very imaginative man some of his best friends thought him a cold and prosaic one but he never forgot that walk or the sensations accompanying it dark as it still was the way would have been impassable for a stranger had it not been for the guidance given by the noisy passing to and fro of the awakened townspeople those coming from the river approached in a direct line from one spot those going to it advanced in the same line and to the same spot a ring of lanterns marked it it was near very near where the heavy waters fell into a deep pool no one now spoke of anitra she had evidently been warned by her first encounter to move with less precipitancy as he approached the place of central interest he moved more warily too the ground was very bad he had never walked in such slush once and again he tripped once he came down upon his face the boom of the waters was now very near he could see nothing but the flicker of the lanterns but he felt the near rush of the stream and presently was at its very edge startled by the nearness of his escape for he had almost lost his footing by his sudden halt he started back looked again at the lanterns took a turn and came upon the dozen or more men bending over the edge of the stream where the waters ran most swiftly but he did not join them another sight attracted his eyes and presently himself this was the sight of ransom crouched on the wet earth staring down at a slip of paper he held in his hands a lantern set in the sand at his feet sent its feeble rays over his face and possibly over the paper but he was no longer reading it he was simply so lost in its sorrowful contents that all power of movement had deserted him harper approached to his side but he did not address him something stirred in his own breast and kept him silent but there was another person near who was not so deterred as harper stood watching ransom's crouched almost insensible figure he perceived a slight dark form steal from the shadows and lay a hand on the stooping man's shoulder then as he failed to move or give any token of feeling this touch he heard anitra's voice say in accents almost musical you will get ill here you are not used to the cold and the night air come back to the house georgian would wish it the name roused him and he looked up their eyes met and a strange gleam a shock perhaps of sympathetic feeling flashed upon either face the lawyer saw and instinctively retreated from out the circle of light cast by the lantern but the men at the stream's edge heard nothing the flash of something white had caught their eyes and one man was reaching for it georgian came in astonished repetition from the bereaved man's lips she would wish it persisted the other with still deeper and more urgent meaning illustration 
a slight dark form stole from the shadows and laid a hand on the stooping man's shoulder then in a whisper so penetrating that even mr harper caught its least inflection through all the thunder of the waterfall she loved you ah the enchantment the feminine persuasiveness the heart-moving sincerity which breathed through that simple phrase from lips so untutored it seemed marvellous ransom was not insensible to its power for he quivered under her hand and his eyes took on a look of wonder but he made no attempt to answer even by a sign he seemed content for that one instant just to listen and to look the man hanging over the stream drew back his arm he had been deceived by a bit of froth some of it clung yet to his fingers come entreated the girl her face emerging softly into the light as she stooped lower over the lantern come she had taken him by the hand and was drawing him gently upward with a leap he was on his feet and had thrown her off some memory had come to make her entreaty hateful no he cried no here is my place and here will i stay you are a stranger to me you drove her to this act and you shall not cajole me into forgetting it he had spoken loudly not so much because he remembered her affliction but because of the roar of the fall and his own overwhelming passion the result was that the lawyer caught every word possibly the workers at the water edge did also for some of them quickly turned their heads but she though she stopped short in the spot where he had pushed her gave no evidence of hearing his words or even of resenting his manner won't you come she falteringly pleaded pointing towards the house with its twinkling lights you are cold you are shuddering they will do the searching who don't mind night or wet follow anitra anitra who is so sorry no he shouted his tone his look were almost those of a madman he even put out his hands towards her in repulsion he seemed to cast her away this gesture if not his words reached her understanding the lawyer saw her sway fling back her young head with its dishevelled locks to the night and fall moaning pitifully to the ground here she lay still with the wet grass all about her and the last lingering drops of rain beating on her huddled form mr harper started to raise her for ransom stood petrified but no sooner had the lawyer made his presence known by this impetuous movement than ransom woke from his trance and darting down lifted the girl in his arms and began moving with her towards the house as he passed the lawyer he muttered between set teeth she's caused me all my misery but she looks too much like georgian for me to see another man touch her god will care for my poor darling's body End of chapter thirteen